Hello, my name is Evan Jacobs and welcome to the Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir Aftermath podcast. These interviews are part of an ongoing series chronicling the hardcore punk music scene in Orange County, California and sometimes elsewhere. They are an addendum to the film Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir. This is a documentary I made that chronicles the 1990s hardcore punk scene. You can stream Orange County Hardcore Scene Stir on Vimeo. For $2 a month, you can watch every Anadimia film by subscribing to Anadimia Films Unlimited on Vimeo. Links for all this stuff are in each episode description. To support this podcast, please like, rate, and review it. Also, please subscribe to Anadimia Films TV on YouTube, where you can view all of these podcasts in their original video form. Um, but the flip side of that is, if you really look at things over the last year and a half, coming up on two years, I've become less vocal about that. Because there's also the whole question of people having the right to do with what, whatever they want, the things they created. Which was something that I didn't always feel was afforded me, and I used to defend on my own part. So they want to do something that doesn't appeal to me at all, with something that I think used to mean something else, or at least used to have a different impact. That's fine. There are far greater moral offenses in the world. It's just the thing where we can't identify with each other and where our motivations are drifting from. You know, going back to the modern day thing, did did that sort of modern day was modern day was a, so modern day, so Saint Simon and Jude was one version of it, right? Right. By modern day, I was six foot one and you know had come into my own body and had started to investigate things. And the first ripple I made at modern day was as a sophomore, I beat the hell out of the captain of senior ROTC. So not healthy, not good, but the exact opposite of the years that preceded it. And that was the first evidence, I think, of a lifelong manifestation of pushing back maybe a little too hard on people who would hurt or alienate or intimidate other people. Did, was there, do you remember, this is an odd question, but since we're going, did, do you remember after doing that having any remorse about having hurt that person? Yeah, I got a hold of him later in the same day and I said, you know, so everybody's making fun of him for you. He got beat up by a sophomore. And I'd go walking from class to class in the hallways and these idiots would start chanting Rocky. You know, and I saw him in the hallway later in the day and I grabbed him. I said, dude, I, I got lucky. You know, I caught you coming off, coming down the steps, man. Any other time you would have kicked my ass into the could have been further from what's true, but I needed to try to put the guy back together a little bit. There have been bar fights where the effect was more severe than I wanted and I ended up being the guy who gathers the other guy up and are you all right man let me get you a ride home you know blah 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 it's, well that reminds me of the even way. talking about these stories mm-hmm. it's impossible not to accuse a person telling these stories of braggadocio and there's every chance there's a little bit of truth in that at the same time you can't you can't lay the land out different than it fell you know it, it, what's happened has happened it also kind of reminds me of those parts like in the Bukowski stories where he is outside of a barn, creates a big scene and causes a big mess and a ruckus. And then after like, as it's just starting to settle down, he starts cleaning up <laughs> kind of like yeah. in, the, in the middle yeah. of it. Yeah. That yeah, always kind of, reminded me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did, did, did any of that time at those schools play into our father and play into what you were coming? No, our father's about modern day. Gotcha. About the Catholic Church. But it's funny because I think it almost applies more to Protestantism now and the infusion of 
supposedly Judeo-Christian values into Republican politics now. So it was, you know, a bunch of a bunch of Kennedy Democrats, you know, pounding Catholic guilt into me in the eighties translates nicely to a bunch of Jesus freaks who think, you know, people are drinking baby blood. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, it was good. It was good. Nice connection. Um, with carnal knowledge, the question that I wrote here is, what question are you asking in that song? Or are you asking a question? Because I love that song. But it's, well, I, I, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, everybody at that point in life in particular seemed to me, obviously, to be craving connection. This is early 90s, your early 20s. Yeah. You know, and and those are the years where you first start experiencing, you know, adolescent and post-adolescent heartbreak. It's a slightly different animal than when a girl throws mud at you in eighth grade, you know, or sixth grade. Um, so there was the attempted connection on that level, and there was just this, there were starting to be larger and larger tribes in underground music. I mean, they flat out looked differently, even within subgenres, and that was just a song that was just like, could we all stop acting like we've got our shit together and stop presenting this front of of of? Let's see, let's all hail the disconnection, howling or smiling though we crave affection. Yeah, it's a pretty straightforward thing. Just about stop pretending to be one way. Right? You know, stop act dancing like you're shining when you're really bleeding out. Gotcha. Gotcha. And it was just more and more about let's admit to hurt. Now, that's very sensitive boy, dated, sort of early cusp of emo in some people's minds. But there's a whole culture now who would say that the opposite of that, of the kind of music I was pushing back at, is what defines, you know, is the very definition of toxic masculinity. You know? Um, is there anything about the show that you guys played at the Palladium that you would do differently or that you wish you would have done differently. I always wondered that just because that was such a big show. You had so, you probably had so much on your mind and maybe so many things you wanted to do. I always wondered about that. No, I was really proud of that show. You know, and I thought we played it well. Um, for all we used to tour our asses. So we were no joke live. You know, the fact that we were barely walking from distance from each other on a stage that wide was a little bit of an issue. Um, and I think compared to Fugazi, who was very vague and very artistic in their presentation of a very obvious, you know, moral agenda, we were very on the nose. And I don't know how, how well that landed, particularly with the offspring playing in the middle of us. But no, we went out and we did what we do, and I think we did it very well. We sold four dozen shirts before Mario clicked the sticks, which commerce isn't usually the way I judge things. But I would say that there was an openness to what we were doing, you know. My final... I, 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 I love that show. I don't know how it looked from the floor. The LA Times wasn't real... The LA Times essentially called us a generic thrash band. And I said, it's interesting to get paid while you don't listen. <laughs> and yeah, that's us, man. You got your 411, your DRI, your first MDC record, you know. Well, I remember reading that in the LA Times, and I remember thinking, like, you, you've you given this band nothing. Like, you've given this band no attention, none of your they time. Didn't, they, didn't, they didn't watch. They probably caught a song. They probably caught the, they probably caught the opening verse of those homophobic. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. And that's the thing that's dangerous about journalism and about music and about comment, commenting on other people's art in general, is that people put the entirety of themselves. 
at its best, people put the entirety of themselves into their creative projects, and very rarely are they reviewed, reviewed or given feedback by people who are honoring that effort. You know. Now well, that said, I'm very harsh on people who don't make the effort and who seem to start bands based on what they think audience appetite might be. You know, that's not that's not singing. That's selling. Did did any of this, like that mindset, have anything to do with, like, you leaving Cry Macho ten minutes in? You did that with a great straight face. Um, I wasn't sure that Cry Macho wasn't an animated film. <laughs> like a lot of the line delivery and everything else, the the character expression on their faces and everything else reminded me a lot of something. Okay. Are we, are we done with that shit? <laughs>